Great. Well, everybody, I am super excited. This is Kyler Bingham with Salt Lake Dirt and KPCR 101.9 FM. And we are wrapping up our coverage of Dances with Films. And I am super excited to talk to uh, the filmmaker behind the documentary film Banded Together, The Boys from Glen Rock High, which will have its screening today, Sunday, July 2nd at 4.45 p.m., and that'll be at the TLC Chinese Theater. Uh, Barry, thank you so much for being here today. This is super exciting for me. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to, always happy to talk about the movie. Absolutely. So um, let's, let's just start by talking about how, well, let's talk about the film itself. I mean, I had the chance to watch it last night. And oh, you did? Great. I, I watched it last night, and, you know, I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan, so it was very familiar with the Vivino brothers. And so, and then you got Conan in the documentary too. So let's talk about kind of like the the idea of the documentary and, and how it came about, because you're you're the director, producer, editor, so you are like yeah, all yeah. the way involved in this thing. Yeah, so tell, yeah. Tell us about it. Sure. Well, um, I went to high school with these guys. I, I, uh, I'm from Glen Rock, New Jersey. And, um, uh, I went to high school in the, in the, uh, seventies and a couple of my really close friends were two of the guys, um, in this film, actually the two different bass players, John Feeney and Doug Romoff, one sort of a more classical upright, uh, double bass player and the other's a Fender bass player. And, and they were in my class. And um, we were just became really good friends. And um, I knew the Vivinos and I knew most of the other guys somewhat. It's small school, you know, you kind of know everybody. Um, and uh, and then obviously I followed their careers. And, and um, you know, I knew Lee had joined the Four Seasons and, and Lee Shapiro. And uh, obviously the Vivinos uh, became Con part of Conan's band and, and uh, Jimmy Vivino became the leader of Conan's band eventually for, for many, many years. And um, so I would follow them on TV and, and uh, uh, eventually um, Doug Romoff, the, the bass player, he, he and I started, he, he got into producing media also, producing films and, and uh, different things. So we made a few few projects together and we were talking a few years ago, talking about what, you know, what maybe do for our next one. And, um, and, and this came up about making a documentary about these guys. It, it seemed like a very unique situation, very, very small town, all these guys within a few years of each other, all, you know, have gone on to really big things in music and, 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 still are you know they're still almost all of them are still going strong and and um it just seemed like a very unique story and uh so i said well let's let's try it and uh it worked out <laughs> yeah no it's it's such a fun movie and i think it really resonated with me because i'm a high school teacher i'm a high school history teacher oh really and so this kind of really the the teacher that they all had who it was incredible that you got joe seal uh Sielski in the in the film as well so he's he's heavily involved in the documentary and you you know you hear the the now grown-up students talking about him and and just I think what you know what really impressed me and you know something that I see that that it's so simple it, it works but so many teachers don't do it is that you just talk to the kids 
like their people. <laughs> it seems like a very simple concept, but so many don't do that. And I think that really came across in this, that um, he treated them like people. And it was just like that, you know, that the playing field that they had there, it really made them flourish because of like this incredible teacher. So maybe we could, you could tell me a bit about Joe. Absolutely. And, yeah. No, I have a lot. I can talk about Joe for a while. Cause uh, well, first <laughs> of all, um, I knew he was their teacher, obviously, like I said, a small school, I knew Joe Sielski was the music teacher and I knew he taught all of them. So I knew he would be, um, you know, a, a guy I wanted to interview for the film. He'd be an important guy to interview for the film, but, it wasn't until I actually interviewed him and more importantly, even when I started interviewing the other guys that I realized how important he was. I, um, they, a lot of, they really give him credit, uh, to a large extent for their careers. And, and, um, I had no idea. Um, well, first of all, the fact that he's, you know, he's in his mid eighties and he's still doing really well. Um, not only alive, but, you know, very active. And, and uh, so that was great because I, I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what, what his situation was. So it was great to find him and talk to him. And he was very excited about it. And obviously he's really, really excited about it now. So he became, you know, as it is with filmmaking and especially <clears throat> documentary filmmaking, uh, even more than scripted filmmaking is, you know, it, you never know where the story's going to go. And and so he became a much, much bigger part of the story than I originally imagined. And um, um, which is why in the poster I had, I had to add him kind of above all the others. Originally it was just the eight guys, but um, I do have one anecdote, which I've told many times before, but it's so good. I have to tell you again about Joe. Um, I was uh, emailing with he and his wife, Carolyn, about, you know, various things. We, the, you know, there's a scene uh, in the film where, like a reunion um, at his house, which was the day before the big concert, and um, uh, which was fantastic because a lot of these guys hadn't seen him. Most of them hadn't seen him in 50 years since high school. It's amazing. Uh, he had actually been to my friend John Feeney, who's a classical bass player, he he's the one who told me he sees Joe and Carolyn would go to some of his classical concerts and they would kind of wave at each other from the stage, but that, but that was about it. And um, I, these guys were not really in touch with him. So, I mean, this again, the, the, making this film has just been a, an incredible experience for all the, for me and, and for all of them. And, and now they're in touch. Now Joe goes to Jerry's jazz shows in New Jersey. They're all in touch now, which, you know, I feel responsible for, you know, to a large extent and, and it's great. So I'm emailing back and forth, mainly with Carolyn about this reunion uh, at their home. And um, Jerry uh, Vivino and a couple of the other guys brought up, well, because we had this big concert, which was the, you know, the main scene in the film, the, the big climax of the film. And that would be, you know, throughout the film. And Jerry goes, well, why doesn't, you know, Joseph Sachs play or what well, he should play with us. So I, I asked them, I asked Joe, <clears throat> and he said, no effing way. Because I have not picked, I have not picked up the instrument in 20 years. There's no way I'm going to do it. Okay, fine. So then they said, well, how about if you conduct a number? He says, fine, I'll conduct a number. So great, great. Then I'm emailing back and forth to Carolyn about something else. 
and at the at the uh, the PS to the email is oh, and by the way, Joe started practicing the, the sets. <laughs> so, That's great. So, and then he ended up playing, you know, yeah. and in one of those tunes, and and uh, so that was just so cool that uh, you know, I the, the film uh, got him back into playing playing the sax, which was cool. That's yeah, that's incredible. And I think like what I love about the documentary is it's it, you know, it's very it's it's fascinating and it's just an incredible story that these eight guys from the same era they all kind of came out of this the same high school. Like that's unheard of. Um it, it's just it's it's mind-blowing, but it's just such a um positive film. Like it just has such like a it was just like, uh, I, I don't know, even know what to say, but it just gave me a great feeling. And it just put me like, I slept great that night. So I, once I got the screener, I watched it and I just had like a great night of sleep because it was just such a, uh, a wonderful, fun, beautiful film. And it would, it just, it, it really put me in a great mood. And well, that's I, great. That's really great to hear. I, yeah. I really tried. I mean, obviously it's a positive story, but there are certain negative things that I could have brought into it. And, you know, film is supposed to be about drama and conflict and all this, but I purposely kept all that out of it. I just felt like, you know, the world needs a a good positive story. It does. It does. So I appreciate you um, going at that angle. And I think the, the, the concert itself is so cool because it does like, it gives it like the, you know, kind of the foundation of the structure of the film. And when you, when, like you said, when you go into making a documentary, you haven't, you know, you know that it's a story worth telling, but sometimes you don't know the story. Uh, Maybe just, and I saw, you know, a lot of people are wearing masks um, in the audience at the time. So definitely, you know, during COVID, um, maybe you could, you could talk about just kind of like how long did the documentary take you to, to film and then kind of cut together uh, and then just some, maybe some of the challenges that, that COVID imposed. Cause I'm seeing a lot of films where, you know, now we're getting to the point where in festivals uh, films are coming out of the height of COVID. So it's kind of interesting how people kind of coped with that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, when I look back on it now, I mean, we made the film basically in, in 2021. I mean, we shot it. Um, there were, uh, you know, we went back in in May, I believe, where we did all the main interviews, Lee Shapiro and Joe Sielski and Frank and and all the main guys. And we shot the town and we shot the school and the principal. Um, and uh, then J- Jimmy and Jerry were still living out here then. Conan's show was still going. So we shot them out here in the summer and we shot. Conan in the summer. Then the big concert was in the fall. Um, and it's funny because when you look back on it to 2021, you know, it was kind of the height, you know, the, the heart of the pande- pandemic. And I, I don't remember it being that hard. I don't remember it giving us that many problems. The main thing, I guess, was the concert, <clears throat> the big concert, which was December 2nd, I believe, 2021. Um a lot of people weren't wearing masks and the security guy for the high school like got mad and, and he made an announcement, you know, everybody's got to wear masks and all that. And I was a little, you know, bummed because, um, you know, you'd rather have your audience not wearing masks, but you know, what, what are you going to do? 
And and also there was there was a lull, as I remember, like in November, there was a big lull in in the in the pandemic. And then and then right before the concert, like the week before the concert, it started to pick up again. And so we had a few less because it was sold out. It, that was unbelievable. The, the concert sold out literally in a couple of hours. And um, people still talk about that, even more than the finished movie. The concert, it just brought the town together. And and they, I still get emails all the time about how grateful people are that I did it. And it really, that whole aspect of it really, really took me by surprise in a way because you know, I mean, I was from Glenrock. I like, you know, I, did, I didn't move out to L.A. because I hated Glenrock. You know, I came out here to pursue my filmmaking dreams. But I just didn't realize that the the, the, the tight knit and, and close nature of the town. And um, so that was that was one of the wonderful surprises about making this film. I, I, I did want to talk about the uh, concert because um, there's a good story about that, too. I obviously we knew we had it. Because these guys are, some of them still play together, um, but you know, a lot of them are, you know, they they're, they do different things. And and uh, I knew we had to get them all on the stage playing together. And and you know, for the movie, we had to have footage of that. It was very important. So I kind of sheepishly uh, sent an email to the um, principal of the high school and said, "Would it be possible for us to, you know, put it on a concert in the afternoon, like for the students?" And I'll come in there with cameras and we'll shoot it and it'll be like an assembly. And and he's the one who said, no, 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 no. We're going to have it at night. We're going to invite the town. We're going to make a big deal out of it. And uh, thank God he did because it was, you know, it was great. And and um, again, just something that, that was unexpected. And and um, we could have done it, you know, three nights in a row, if, <laughs> if I could, you know, uh, and, and probably sold it out because a lot of people couldn't get it in. But um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that answered your question. No, that yeah, that 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 totally answered it. I mean, it just seemed like such a a great experience. I mean, just watching it in the film, watching the concert was such a treat. So seeing seeing those guys and just knowing they came from the same, they came from that school that was right there, still standing. You know, um, just incredible stuff. So I, I guess we should mention if people. So it's playing at Dances with the Films later today, four forty-five p.m. Right. And uh, where can people? I'll have links to where they can pick up tickets, and also the uh, the web or where can people find more information? Like the website. Is there any social media? Yeah, I have a website, uh, bandedtogethermovie.com, and uh, bandedtogethermovie.com, and that's where. Uh, right now, I don't have any other screenings scheduled. Uh, I'm working on a few things, so that that would be where to uh, look for information on the film. And that you can see the trailer and and a lot of articles. And and I'll, I'm sure I'll put your thing up there and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, it's a wonderful film. And if you are in Los Angeles right now and listening to this on a Sunday morning, early afternoon, make your way down to Dances with Films. Um, you know, if you're a filmmaker with a film at Dances with Films, it's always great when other filmmakers support each other. So check this film out. It's definitely one of my top picks uh, from all the films I've seen at the festival this year. Uh, so yeah, this was great, Barry. Anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap up today? Well, I just thought you might want to mention Uncle Floyd just because Uncle Floyd was I was going to, so like, okay. Incredible so character. Let's go back, okay. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because he was, <laughs> I didn't want to keep you, but let's talk about Uncle Floyd. Yeah. Um, well, I'm okay. I got time. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so <laughs> Uncle Floyd Vivino, um, someone I was not familiar with, uh, fascinating character. So one of the Vivino brothers, obviously, and he had a children's show uh, back in the day, and it was really cool seeing Conan O'Brien talk about how he and his brothers were like fan, fans of that show. And I... And so seeing Uncle Floyd and his like old, I'm a big fan of old vaudeville myself. And it was wild seeing these different, like, so all these guys come from the same spot, but just how, and they're musicians, but how varied their paths went. And that was so cool. And Uncle Floyd being the most extreme. So for those of listening right now who don't know who Uncle Floyd is, is uh tell us about him and he oh my gosh he was like he was the best the comedic yeah yeah he's hilarious he's an incredible (laughs) character he uh he is the oldest the older there's three vivinos and he's the oldest brother although a lot of people don't even know that they just know him as uncle floyd and and, uh, but he he is very famous back in in northern new jersey and even like you know conan saw him up in boston on 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 cable access channel and uh, so he's pretty well known back there. I should say very well known. In fact, we did a couple interviews with him, but the, the one interview we did outside in front of the, the rock, the rock of Glen Rock, it was it was really hard, difficult to interview him because, you know, everybody would drive by, go, hey, Floyd, hey, Floyd, you know, because he wears this crazy outfit that he wears all the time. And um, he's just incredibly funny. I mean, like you said, it's a kid's show, but it was, you know, like, like Pee Wee Herman and it was yeah. kids, but you know, for, for adults too. And, um, he's just incredibly funny. He's so old school. He, he, he loves vaudeville. He, he's a vaudeville performer. He, he doesn't listen to any music after 1948 or something, <laughs> and, uh, but he's an expert. He has actually has a Sunday morning. He has a Sunday morning show. You might want to check out. I, I, I can send you the link to yeah, it. I, that'd be great. That where he plays all this old music and uh, every morning, and um, uh, he was one that I when we first started the movie I was like, well, is he really part of this group? Because I know he's great and he's he brother of of two of them, but he just didn't seem like it just seemed like a, a separate film. Like we even yeah. talked about making a a separate film about Floyd. Which would be difficult because he does not have a computer. He does not have internet. Um, he, he's a difficult guy to get a hold of, <laughs> but uh, which is a whole other story. But um, but then again, I, a lot of this I didn't know. I didn't know a lot of these details. But actually, Jimmy and Jerry got their start playing for him. And there's a story I don't know if you remember from the film, but they were playing the bottom line. Jimmy and Jerry Vivino were playing the Uncle Floyd show with him at the bottom line and that's where jimmy got discovered and kind of led to the conan show so he actually is even musically part of part of this group and and um it's just been great getting to know him and and uh he's an unbelievable character and he's still going he's uh, 70 and um like i said he's got two shows he's got this radio show and then he's got a show i'll send you links to both of them on tuesday noon he's got a he plays the old TV show and 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 uh, kind of comes in and you know narrates it and and in the breaks and takes questions and things like that. It's pretty cool. Um, 
Well, I, I actually had some questions about you, but yeah, yeah I don't want to. I'm just Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your your blog and and what what you're doing. So yeah, my thing's Salt Lake. Dirt. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh-huh. and um, I started it a few years back, and then it kind of morphed into a podcast during the pandemic. And so I talk mostly to writers, but I've uh, who are putting out novels and nonfiction books. But uh, this has really kind of transformed into like covering a lot of films too, because I, you know, I I live here and I I've gone to Sundance every year for the last twenty years uh, since I was a you know teenager. I would go up to Sundance, and so it kind of morphed into doing a lot of film too. And you know, I'm a huge documentary fan. I have musicians on the show, so it's really just people that I find interesting that I want to have on. So it's kind of randomly put over. So if like with a film festival like this, you know, there's so many films, so I have to be kind of, I don't have, just don't have the time. So I have to like pick ones that I really want to, that I'm curious about. So that's why, like I said, I was so before we went on air, I was, I saw the postcard in the bathroom uh, at the dance of the films festival. And it just had just missed my radar. So um, it's really just people that I'm interested in talking to. And uh, we got picked up by a radio station in Santa Cruz. So every Monday night, uh, there's a two-hour version of the show that airs um, in Santa Cruz and Monterey. Uh, so this will be up um, either this coming Monday or the following Monday, depending on their schedule. So that's kind of it. But I go, so going like Uncle Floyd, like with Vaudeville, uh, I got into like the stuff that I'm interested in when I was like a young teenager and I, I befriended, he was an old vaudevillian named Mousy Garner. He used to play in the, in the old Spike Jones band. He played, he, oh, wow. he played stand-up bass, but he was just that, you know, he was the real deal vaudevillian. Like he was on the vaudevillian circuit, you know, back in the late twenties, um, I believe. And just, so I would write him letters. So I have all these old letters that we corresponded. I went to visit him a few times when he lived in Las Vegas. So, um, and I was always into like photography. So I got, I, I did a, one of the series I'm proud of from, this is back in 2001. I did a black and white series of him just in his, in his apartment, in his robe. He's in his late eighties, early nineties. And just, oh, a, wow. just a great guy. So, I mean, I think, at that point, like I, there was a few other of that older generation that I talked to when I was in my teens and early twenties. And I, I just, I think it really solidified the importance of like documentary films because there's no documentary on, on him. Um, and it would have been incredible to have like just the stories he would tell, you know, a lot of them I remember, but a lot I forgot. Cause I, you know, he's just, he, he just had such an incredible life but um you didn't yeah. record him you didn't record I, him i record so i have a one tape cassette like a cassette from like 96 i think and we were sitting in a marie calendars with my dad and i did a little like I'm like 15 years old <laughs> did like a little mock oh, interview wow. with him. so i have that i have like an hour long um and i had not listened to it i finally like i was scared to play because i didn't want the tape to snap so i finally digitized it just recently but i have yet to like sit down and and really listen to it i don't know why i'm uh, it makes me nervous for well, some maybe reason. maybe you have a short film there right <laughs> yeah Never incredible enough. guy but yeah so i think like i've just always had like a love of you know any like art old hollywood vaudeville um you know novels so i'm just kind of all over the place but not really 
so that I think this this film really like I, I was really excited when I kind of got wind of it um, just you know recently. So yeah, Great. so that's that's kind of my and I'm a high school but teacher I, by the day by day I'm a, I'm a high school history teacher. So I'm off for the summer right now, and that's why I I was down there covering the festival in person, um, and I got back a couple days ago. Well, you know, one thing uh, in terms of distribution, you know, it's it's not easy, as you know. And, yeah. and a lot of people have said, well, this film really should be shown in schools. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really a lot of it is about the value of a music and arts education. So and it, I, don't know if, I don't know if you'd be up for showing it at your school. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, one thing that I loved with, with the principal that you interviewed and how uh, – supportive he was of the art because it's like as we all know the the, the arts are always getting a hit in public yeah. school it's, it's a constant battle so uh having like an administrator that's super supportive of it and doing what he's doing what he can to to and recognizes the importance of it and it's so true it's like you get these kids involved in something if they're if they're drawn in that direction if you can like like foster that and nurture it um it all kind of gets better for them, like the whole school experience. So, I mean, I see yeah. it, I see it every day. And um, even though I'm not, I'm a history teacher, like, you know, I went to school for still photography out of high school. That was my, that was my, that was my thing. So I've always like, we're always kind of focused on art within my classroom and um, I'm always trying to encourage that. So yeah, it was just great seeing it on like the other side of the country and just seeing uh, the, what happens after decades what what is possible because like you know i i teach kids and we have a great time most of the time then they graduate and i i'll never see them again and you know that's you you know you wish them the best but sometimes you're just curious like what like what happened like what <laughs> what's going on and so it's really cool seeing a documentary like this where you know like 50 years later or whatever you see some of the amazing things and the fact that the, that that Joe is still alive to see it as well that's got to be the most fulfilling thing for him i can't even imagine oh my gosh are you kidding he's <laughs> they're, they're they're over the moon they came to all the screenings obviously back east and uh, i actually got a really really beautiful email from him and his wife yesterday just wishing me the best today and saying how proud they were of me so it was really nice i mean it yeah you know, it's just been a wonderful experience, the, the the relationships and everything making this film. So we'll see what happens with it. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's been good so far. We'll see what see what the next steps are. Well, yeah, it's a beautiful film. And I would be like over the moon to show it at, at my school. I think I think um, I think a lot of kids. All right. Well, it sounds good. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to come up and, and, and uh, show it, you know, and be there, too. We'll see oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about that, and, and I think that would be incredible for for students, musical students especially, who are like already kind of in that in the program to see people um, that it, you know it. You know, you got to be talented, but like the hard work that goes behind it. It's like there's like they they said in the documentary, one of the musicians that there's no there's no way around putting in the time to get good at an instrument, and I you know I just thought that was great, and I think Joe reinforce that like you got to practice more you got to practice more you got to respect the music i thought that was such an important lesson he instilled in all those guys um yeah just an incredible film but yeah um thank you so much i really know this was so great yeah here. thank you no thank you for taking the time because i this was like like i said it really it, it was a nice 
it was it was a nice surprise that kind of came to me at the end of the festival <laughs> and um i really hope you know there's tickets still available so people are like i said if you if you are around i'll have links to where you can pick those up but um i hope the screening goes great this afternoon and um you know it's a great festival supportive of filmmakers so i i, I wish you the best on this okay well thank you so much i'm, I'm really glad i uh put those postcards up in the urinal <laughs> yeah it worked <laughs> it, yeah it worked. So i saw a few others there i went oh this is a great idea that was just the urinal that i had in there with nothing else to look yeah, at <laughs> great idea that was the urinal i just happened to plant myself in front of and, and i didn't and i hadn't seen the card like out in the lobby but somehow just like there's this well there was only like eighteen thousand cards you kind of get you get overwhelmed and i think at a certain point your brain my brain just shuts yeah. down and I'm just, Oh, I know it's a really big <laughs> festival. There's so many films, so it's hard to break through, but yeah. uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got to you. No, it's, it's a great film. So um, please like, let's stay in touch. I, I want to, absolutely. This, I want to support this film in any way I can. So please don't hesitate to ask. Um, and I, I, I think it's a great idea to put this show this in schools, but yeah, please, please keep in touch. Um, I'd love to have you on again in the future. Um, I really enjoyed. This absolutely. Hey, so. if we want, we could get, you know, if we're going to do it by Zoom, I could, I'm sure I could get Jerry and probably, probably Joe, yeah. Lee, Jimmy's a little hard to pin down and Floyd doesn't have a computer, but John <laughs> like uh, Feeney, I could get yeah. most of them. Uh, oh, that would be great. I would love to have you know, you guys we, back We could on, do yeah. that. That would be great. I would love that. So let's keep in touch and yeah, everybody go see Banded together, the boys from Glen Rock High. Um, Barry Rubinow, thank you so much for, for your time. All right. Thank you, Kyler.